dated September 15th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top stories today. Armenia and Azerbaijan have negotiated a ceasefire to end a sudden resurgence of fighting that has killed 155 soldiers from both sides, according to a senior Armenian official. Armen Grigorin, the secretary of Armenia's Security Council, announced the truce in televised remarks, saying it had taken effect hours earlier at 8 p.m. local time yesterday. A previous ceasefire that Russia brokered on Tuesday quickly failed. Several hours before Gregorian's announcement, Armenia's defense ministry said that shelling had stopped, but did not mention any ceasefire agreement. There was no word from Azerbaijan about the deal. Sweden's prime minister has resigned after her government was defeated in Sunday's election. Magdalena Andersson's center-left coalition looks set to narrowly lose to a block of right-wing parties, 176 seats to 173, with 99% of the votes counted. Moderate party leader Ulf Christensen is now expected to form a government. The block includes the Sweden Democrats, a far-right party that has campaigned against rising gang shootings. The close-fought election campaign was dominated by gangs, immigration, and integration issues, as well as soaring electricity prices. The final result is still to be confirmed after a recount, which is standard practice in Sweden. Chinese President Xi Jinping, Russia's Vladimir Putin, and leaders from India and Central Asia gathered today in Uzbekistan for a summit of a security group formed by Beijing and Moscow as a counterweight to U.S. influence. Putin and Xi were due to meet one-on-one and discuss Ukraine, according to the Russian president's foreign affairs advisor, Yuri Yushikov. Xi's government, which said it had a no-limits friendship with Moscow before the invasion, has refused to criticize the attack. Beijing and India are buying more Russian oil and gas, which helps Moscow offset the impact of Western sanctions. Putin plans to meet with Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi on Friday. There was no indication whether Modi might meet Xi. Chinese-Indian relations are strained due to clashes between soldiers from the two sides in a dispute over a border in a remote area of the Himalayas. I think what has kept me so focused on this meeting is that China, Russia, and India could make a formidable force if they balanced against the U.S., but there's almost no likelihood that that will ever really happen. Even setting aside the fact that India is a democracy and part of the Quad, China's no-limits friendship apparently does not include supporting Russia's military or risking having their economy sanctioned. So it's interesting to watch them maneuver around each other, given their strong, selfish interests, while also pretending to like each other. Elsewhere, South Korean police announced on Thursday that they had arrested a 42-year-old woman suspected of murdering two children in New Zealand in 2018 and concealing their remains in suitcases. The bodies of the two children were found last month after a New Zealand family bought abandoned goods, including two suitcases, from a storage unit in Auckland in an online auction. 
The family is not suspected of involvement in the children's death, police have said. The children were between 5 and 10 years old at the time of their death, which is believed to have occurred in the Auckland area. Police said the suitcases had been in storage for at least three to four years. Ivory Coast's top security organ held an extraordinary meeting on Wednesday, chaired by President Alassane Ouattara, on the situation of the 46 Ivorian soldiers detained in Mali since the 10th of July. In a statement yesterday afternoon, the National Security Council denounced the unacceptable blackmail of the Malian transitional authorities for demanding the extradition of certain Malayan personalities in exile in Ivory Coast in exchange for the release of the Ivorian soldiers. Ivorian authorities now say Mali's demand confirms that the soldiers are not mercenaries but hostages. A major wildfire that ravaged forests in southwestern France stopped spreading Thursday, according to local authorities. The wildfire had burned more than 37 square kilometers since Monday, leading to the evacuation of 1,840 people. Over 1,000 firefighters, six Canada Air aircrafts, three dash planes, and two helicopters have been fighting the flames. A series of heat waves has compounded a critical drought that has hit much of Europe this summer, creating prime wildfire conditions. Argentina's monthly inflation blew past forecasts at 7% in August and soared to nearly 80% from a year earlier, a government agency reported yesterday, despite efforts by officials and central bankers to curb spiraling prices. The month-on-month inflation reading reported by the INDEC Statistics Agency was lower than the 7.4% in July, but above the 6.6% median analyst forecast in a Reuters poll. The South American country, a major grains producer, has one of the world's highest inflation rates. The government has pushed retailers to freeze some prices, with supermarkets rationing purchases of staples like flour, sugar, and milk in a bid to control prices. Shopping costs have nevertheless soared. In lighter news, voting opened Wednesday on which toys should go into the National Toy Hall of Fame this year. The class of 2022 finalists are Bingo, Briar Houses, Catan, Lightbright, Nerf Toys, Masters of the Universe, Pinata, Phase 10, Pound Puppies, Racco, Spirograph, and The Top. These 12 toys span the history of play. The public is invited to vote online through September 21st. The three toys that receive the most public votes will make up a single player's choice ballot. That ballot will be counted alongside those turned in by a national selection committee whose members include industry experts, academics, and others. The inductees will be announced November 10th. That's all the news we have for you this week, as Chris and I are both off tomorrow. But be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at the DSRnetwork.com. 
members of the DSR Network, or receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Go to the DSRnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.